0: God bless you, God bless you, good evening. Come on in, like and share, like and share, let's go. If you know wonderful is his his name, give God glory today because we are alive and well. Testing, okay, stop pulling that. Good evening, good evening. Come on in, like and share, I don't see you sharing. Come on, like and share. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Good evening, Pandora. Good evening to my international friends. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know it's like 3 a.m. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm. Come on, God is wonderful. God is glorious. God is magnificent. Woo, I'm so glad to be amongst the living today. Woo. Oh yes, oh yes. Okay, I'm sorry, one more time because I just really like this song just real simple just wonderful is the name of the lord our god we serve a great god a great god and i'm excited that he loves me today i'm excited that he loves you today yes yes night, I've never know you to fail you remain the same and wonderful is your name all of my life. Yes, you remain the same man yes, same and yes. all of my life. I never know you to fail. You remain the same and wonderful is your failed. name. Uh huh. Good evening, good evening. Hey Pop Pop, hey mom, both moms. Mom Alexander, Mom Phyllis, hello, hello. So glad to see you, so glad to see your name. Woo! Good evening, good evening, come on in. I remember singing this a different way as a child, but thank God for revisions. I like this. I like this version, too. Love it. Love it. us up this morning started us on our way and i'm grateful i have my breath i have my health oh yes i'm so glad my sisters and brothers are alive today to testify to the wonderfulness of the name of our lord and savior jesus christ come on if you're alive he woke you up this morning you got breath Tell him how wonderful he is. Oh yes, your children are stable, your spouses are stable, we serve a mighty God. Yes. You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. evening i am your host marie elizabeth and you are listening to the manifesting god podcast we air every Monday at 7 p.m. thank you so much for joining us today so glad to see you so glad that you're alive so glad that you're well so glad that God has kept you so glad that he's kept your mind so glad that no matter whatever you're dealing with whatever you're going through God has the answer God has the answer for you lean not to your own understanding but I I promise you today, if you acknowledge him in all of your ways, he will indeed, he will direct your path. The Lord today is just waiting, waiting for you to. Ask him for his direction to ask him for wisdom he's waiting to be able he's just asking for the opportunity to direct your path come on now you know your foot would have slipped it would have slipped already if it wasn't for him and you're leaning to the left a little bit now you're leaning to the right a little bit now but I promise you if you lean not to your own understanding but if you just acknowledge him just tell him How wonderful he is. Tell him how great he is. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, we serve a mighty God. We serve a wonderful God. And we're continuing on this Monday with our series for December Positioned for Power. Positioned for power. We're continuing with what we talked about on last week. See, because last week we talked a lot about parental positioning, and that was when Paul in First Corinthians four he sent a letter. He wrote the Corinthian church, and he had to speak to them um, to warn them against aborting what they'd been taught in Christ, which would ultimately abort their spiritual relationships, meaning push him out and and he, they, they were established under the God that he taught under the wisdom of his understanding and they were slowly moving away from it and when paul wrote them in his letter this letter is still applicable today to today's churches he talked about divisions he talked about immorality he talked about litigation in the worldly courts the pagan courts he talked about abusing the lord's Supper he wrote them to correct them concerning the resurrection see this letter today is, is so significant to the church just simply in how we are to conduct ourselves in sanctification just how we are to allow the development of of our holy character through the men and women that God has used our leaders to help us to comprehend to understand to walk worthy of the vocations wherein we are called because we didn't get this understanding by ourselves it is important it is very important that we realize that we did not get here by ourselves we are not standing because of all the teaching we've taught ourselves we are standing because we have godly men and women who have submitted their lives to Christ and through experience and through patience and through hope they now are able to teach and instruct us and those men and women of God I don't I can't speak for yours but mine they deserve the utmost most respect. The Bible calls it double honor. They deserve double honor and the Corinthian church was slowly being persuaded away from what they'd been taught by Paul in Christ. They were slowly being persuaded away and Paul said it to them like this listen Paul said to them he said listen I'm I'm not writing to you to make you feel ashamed and I'm just reviewing right here he said because see the thing is people had entered in and started teaching so he wanted to make it clear to them there's gonna be a lot of teaching there's a lot of teachers there's a lot of teachers so you know but you don't have many fathers there's a difference there. So he said, you don't have many fathers, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to delve into that. I want you to go back on Sunday. My apostle Kent, he taught on that mentors versus fathers. I want you to go back and I want you to listen to that. And I'm picking up and I'm picking up from there because Paul had to really explain to them and go into and even so go as far as to send them an example. He had to send Timothy and he sent Timothy because he said that Tim- Timothy was not only his beloved son but he was faithful in the Lord. He was faithful in the Lord. See Timothy could be trusted to remind them of what Paul had taught them. When he says faithful there, that is a that was he was saying he's a person who shows himself faithful in business in executing commands. He's worthy of trust and he can be relied on. This is what Paul was saying of Timothy. This is what our leadership should be able to say to us that we're faithful in business. We execute commands. Well, we're worthy of trust and we can be relied on. If your leadership should not say, cannot say those things about you, there's an issue. There's an issue. Now, if you can, if you are listening to me right now and you don't have a leader to say that to you, that's an issue. That's a bigger issue because that means that you are out here on your own. You're a lone ranger. You're a lone ranger. So with very important leadership is significant, extremely significant to our walk in Christ or walk with Christ. Why? Because in verse 20 he says the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power in power in power. And I'm going to show you a little bit later, how power comes. How do we get, how, how do we get that power? What does that look like? Because today you see pseudo power. You see, you see imitations of power but we want the power that comes through long suffering we want the power that comes through wisdom of the word we want the power that comes through waiting in god we want that power we want that power and see the problem today is there's an inconsistency in our power because there's an inconsistency in our positioning there's an inconsistency in our positioning because we will not allow for the consistency of process. We don't want to sit through process. So we just keep it moving. We keep it moving without process. You'll never be positioned, meaning you'll never have power in God. It doesn't happen overnight in order to solidify our position. In other words, making that position fixed, there can be no more moving ahead of God. We must begin to move with God, with the Spirit of God, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to move at God's pace, not our own. Why are we rushing? Why are we running to the finish line? What? is our hurry why are we in such a hurry to do the things of god to the point where we won't even allow ourselves to go through the process by which we can have that power see god has an order god has an order he has a process like it or not we don't get to avoid that process We don't get to skip through that process. Let me give you a visual here. Let me give you an example. Remember when we were in school and you had your textbooks and your textbooks had, um, it had um, the lesson And that was verbal and the lesson had examples of what it was referring to, especially in math. It always had an example of the math problem, how to work that problem out. Step one, step two, step three, step four, you had the answer, right? So we, we walked through that lesson. We read through that example. And then the next thing in the textbook were practice problems and our instructors gave us, practice problems which we would do as homework we would do as homework and then we show up the next day at school and there would be a review of our homework after the review of so many units in this chapter say there say there were four by the time we got to that fourth unit that next week there was a test there was a test but we had to go through the process of reading through the assignment reviewing the practice problem with our instructor at the time doing the practice test the practice questions for our homework the end of the unit i forgot that one the end of the unit test we had the end of the unit test remember that That sounds familiar you had the end of the unit test then you started part two and you went through the same process again until you got to the end of that, the end of that chapter. Then you had the chapter test, which was like four units in one. You had that test, and you were supposedly supposed to perfect all along through practice, the practice test, and you were supposed to perfect it through the weekly test, the practice uh questions. I'm sorry, and the weekly test. You were supposed to have perfected. Those formulas in math that we learned, right? But today, what's happening is we skip the practice questions, we skip the end of end of the chapter questions. We're even skipping the unit tests. We don't we don't want to be bothered that we. we hey, We're even skipping reading the book. We just don't even want to read the book. We don't want to go through the process of learning. Instead, we're more willing to purchase the book with in hand. We got the book in hand and just go practice. Just go, just go do. Just skip straight to the test because we got the book in our hand. There is no full knowledge of what we are saying, of what we are doing, because we do not take the time to read and practice first what has been read. And God forbid if someone should try and quiz us. If someone, if our leadership should try to ask us questions about what we have learned, we get all out of sorts over things like that. Cause we don't want anyone questioning what we're saying and what we're doing without power. We don't want that. We don't want that. And that's extremely important see because in the classroom in the natural in the classroom, the professor is the professor because they have experience. They don't have just book knowledge they have some type of work experience that relates to that class they have some type type of experience just like amongst the body of believers the body the church has leaders and those leaders they don't just have a degree in theology they have experience not just experience in leadership but they have life experience. I remember when I was younger and I was in school, the teachers were the age of my parents. The teachers were older nowadays the teachers are younger hence we have a lot of issues in our classrooms today because technically speaking you have a child coming out of college going in to teach high school and of course there's going to be issues because there's only like a two three year difference between them and their students but we didn't have those kind of issues our teachers were the age of our parents and they carried the same rules as our parents we had one teacher that had the plastic baseball bat that up, up in front of the classroom and if we show off then we had to take a hit a lick with that bat and he had permission from our parents to do that you better not try that today you'll be in there fighting you'll be in there scrapping and such is the same in the church when I was younger the mothers of the church told you advised you when you were going to speak and when you weren't when you were gonna stand where you were gonna sit what you were gonna wear what you were not gonna wear try it today in today's church because nobody wants to be told anything No, everybody wants to figure it out on their own. Why, why would you insist on running into the brick wall head on when you can have a leader to help you? So at least if you make a mistake and you run into that wall, it is padded. It is padded, but no, we prefer now to want to run head on into that brick wall at full speed. That's why we are dang near senseless now done lost our mind now because we will not let anyone tell us anything. So we could be full grown adults, grown women, grown men by meaning, um, well today over 21, you know, you're grown, I suppose, but you know, for when I was coming up, it was, it was, it was like near 30, you were grown, you know, but even as long as your parents were alive, you were almost never grown. You were never grown as long as aunties, uncles, you never grown. They walk in here today. I'm still, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And I'm getting up and doing what I'm told because we had that kind of respect for our parental figures. So today that same respect has been lost in our churches. We no longer carry that respect for our leadership. We don't feel like we have to listen. Hence, we have a lot of rogue, rogue operate. Let me say operatives, opera operants. We have a lot of rogue, um, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. No one can tell us anything, anything at all. Listen, in Romans 5, 1 to 5, it says this, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand, and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and not only so but we glory in tribulation also knowing that because we know that tribulation worketh patience patience experience experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed Abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Tribulation there is pressure. Patience there. Hoopamine, my husband's favorite word, is steadfastness, consistency, and endurance. And experience there is approving. It's approved. Hope there is expectation of good of evil, of fear, of hope. It's just simply expectation. It's expectation that there will be issues. There may sometimes you might have to fight evil. There may be times where you have to fight fear, but you have hope. You have hope that you will overcome. Why? Because you have experienced previous word and you've already, you've already overcome. So you just refer back to your experience, which gives you that hope and hope maketh you not ashamed. Hope there in the Greek is dishonor or disgraced, dishonor or disgrace. So if we could and, and what I'm showing you here is the process by which we do not dishonor. We do not bring disgrace. See, we don't want the process of tribulation we don't want the process of tribulation thereby we miss out on the patience we miss out on the experience we miss out on the hope now we dishonor we dishonor God we dishonor the faith that we access to that faith unto into his grace we dishonor it we dishonor the justified by faith. We dishonor the peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ when we will not honor process. When we want to skip ahead of the line, we dishonor God because we dishonor process. See, because when you have process you can honor god this is what this scripture is telling us in its simplicity if you allow tribulation to have its work then patience you will get through the tribulation patience experience hope you will not dishonor so we dishonor god when we will not we will not go through process say it again we dishonor god When we dishonor process, when we dishonor process, compare this with how the world defines process. The world defines process as a natural phenomenon marked by gradual changes that lead toward a particular result. The world defines process as growth, as growth see because in order to work through tribulation in order to work 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 through or allow patience and experience and hope to actually happen process it takes time it takes time but see today we don't want to put the time in so when we see the tribulation we take off We take off, which means we miss out on the patience. We miss out on the experience. We miss out on the hope. So we have dishonored grace. We've dishonored process. We've dishonored faith. We've dishonored God. We've dishonored God. See, um, we have a responsibility. If we are to walk in Christ to allow the lessons to happen. I'm, so, what am I saying to you there? It's not going to be easy. That's what I'm saying to you there. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be easy. Process is not easy. Process is not easy. Process is not going to be easy. We have to let it happen, we have to allow it to happen. So let me tell you something and I know all of you will probably be able to testify to this, that usually when trouble is coming, when tribulation is coming, you see it coming, you know, it's coming, you see it coming, you see the shift and whomever you're dealing with, you see the shift in the attitude, you see the shift and, and how they engage you. You see the shift happening all around you you see it happen so you know what's coming and that's your opportunity right there to exit stage left or to sit there and let it happen let it happen because you understand the end result you understand the end result you know if you let it happen the bible tells us when it happens though after it's done i'll have patience i have experience I have hope and I will have honored process. I will have honored process. See, there's a part that Christ has done, but there's a part that we have to do in order to be positioned for power. There's a part that we have to do. And uh, some of us, we can't get to the spiritual fathers and the spiritual mothers that God has left to bless us that God has in the earth realm to bless us because we don't even honor, we don't even fully accept our responsibilities. So if we can't accept our responsibilities to honor process, to honor process, how, how would we even recognize, that spiritual parent when they, when God sets them before us, because a spiritual parent is going to take you through process to mature you, to help you to grow, to help you to grow. So we can't receive Let let me, let me tell you something at a high level what we must do to honor process and to honor what God has for us to help us to grow. We first have to receive Christ John 1 and 12 and see, we can't receive the spiritual parents, the gifts that God has for us because we can't even receive Christ. We haven't even received him even though he's given us the right to become his children. Something in us has yet to receive, God, to receive God, okay? Acts 16 and 31, we have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we can't accept the spiritual authority in the earth realm because we have yet to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We have yet to believe it. Romans 8 and 14 says we have to be led by the spirit of God. We have to be led by, see we can't be led by the gift of natural, of, na- of spiritual parents because we have yet to let God lead. So we can't receive, we can't believe, we can't be led in the natural with our spiritual parents here in the earth realm because we have yet <coughs> to believe to receive and to be led by God. We have to we have to humble ourselves. It takes a humbling. <coughs> it takes a humbling. It's going to take a humbling to receive, to believe, to be led is humbling. Is humbling. And this brings us to part two of position for power, and that would be the process of positioning the process of positioning. That's what we're going to talk about today, see, because there is an establishment of who we are naturally. That is who there's a there is an establishment of who we are naturally and in the spirit when we when we are younger. Think about this when you were younger, uh, your identity is established more or less by your parents, but as we get older. If our parents were successful in their attempt at providing us that godly foundation, that foundation is going to morph into decisions that begin to identify us with our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. When we skip or abort process, we interrupt the establishing or the solidification of our identity. Let me say that again. When we skip or abort process, we interrupt the establishment or solidification of our own identity. We hurt ourselves when we will not go through process. So this is not about so much so um, the respect or disrespect of our spiritual parents because we haven't even gotten there yet we have we're not even capable yet of receiving that gift from god because we have not yet as i said earlier we have not yet decided to receive believe and be led by god and that comes first because our identity our identity is in god And if we will not allow God to establish that identity through process, we can't get to the gift of spiritual parenting in the earth realm. We can't get to that, that, that spiritual leader because God, the true leaders, God is starting to move them away. They're going to be harder and harder to find. They're going to be harder and harder to find. So if you, ma'am or sir, still have not yet yielded to God, God will never unveil them to you. Because why? He can't trust you. He can't trust you. Why? Because you don't honor process. And because you don't honor process, you have now, you have now stifled your identity. You have none. You have not established it. You have not established it. It appears at times when we are not clear. It appears at times, I'm sorry, let me say it again. It appears at times that we are not clear who is the student and who's the teacher, who is the child and who is the adult. See, uh, one thing, um, sometimes when we get to that point that we, 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 uh, think we're greater than we are. We think we're standing in a position where we are not. That is the time where we are. It's like a mistaken identity. You think you're something that you are not. You're doing things and saying things in a, in a manner that you have not even yet experienced that you have not even yet experienced. And because you haven't experienced it, you don't have the patience. You don't have the hope. Again, you're dishonoring process, go to Romans eight, your dishonoring process. See, if we know our places, if we knew our places now we wouldn't be so quick to disrespect leadership that God gives us in the earth realm and we wouldn't, and that being, I'm speaking the earth realm now I'm saying our, or like are literally our parents, we wouldn't be so quick to disrespect them, let alone our spiritual parents, and then have the nerve to follow it up with disrespectful actions. See, I don't know about you all, but I didn't grow up being able to say anything to my parents, like I couldn't just You couldn't just speak your your mind per se as a child to your parents. You had to approach them respectfully, and you put a ma'am or a sir on it when you asked them a question or when you were making a statement. But you didn't just speak off the top of your head to your to your parents now i understand that you know we we you know we can joke and we can we can laugh and everything like that there's a time and a place for everything but you need to know when that time and place is and you need to know when you have to when you when it's time to humble yourself and and be under and be under and we're we're all we're listen i don't care how old you are or how old you think you are you were always god did not design us to be out here by ourselves doing god by ourselves each joint each person is placed in the body where it pleases god so each joint can supply the other so why are you the joint that's up here and all the other joints are lined up back here and you're the only joint that's up there You're only joining us up front. Don't you understand that you have just cut off your supply? You have just cut off your supply. So eventually you will run out. You will be without because you have just cut off your supplies. Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus' identity. Identity who walk not after the flesh, the natural, but after the spirit relationship. Verse two: For the law of the spirit of Christ, and the, the let me say it again: For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, when Christ died for us, has made us free from the law of sin and death. So what are, what am I saying here? I'm go, I'm reading the scripture because. Our identity identity is wrapped up in Christ Jesus. Our relationship is with Christ Jesus. If we're denying that because we're denying process, then now we're under the law of sin and the law of death because we deny process because we don't want to be positioned. We don't want to go through the process that it takes to be properly positioned position. These are the, you know, listen, these are two completely different relationships in Christ. The one relate the one relationship is, um, it dictates your identity and the benefits thereof, right? The, not, you know, the spiritual one, but then, and there's also a provision for your identity And, and, and there you have the spiritual identity that God provided you to you as his son and daughter. There you had the, but that, that identity and the natural, that fleshly identity, it puts you in a different provision. Now you have the law of sin and death. You have just moved yourself from God's grace to legalism. You've just repositioned your own self. So we have to be careful. We cannot. And again, we're talking about, um, we're talking about process where there is, it's so necessary. It is so necessary for what God is doing right now to position us for power. We have to allow, we have to come in agreement with process, come in agreement with process. Verse three says for what the law could not do, In that it was weak through the flesh, that means it didn't work. The flesh could never keep up with the law. So you're fighting a losing battle. You're already fighting a losing battle where if you allow a process to have its work in you, you're going to come out of that with experience, with patience, with hope you, as long as you honor, process. But if you want to reposition yourself by not honoring process under the law, you are fighting a losing battle. You are fighting a losing battle, a losing battle. Verse three again says for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned the flesh. So now you're moving yourself over to a life of positioning yourself in condemnation. In condemnation. I see you saying you understand. In condemnation. That's good. We need to understand. Do not forsake process. Verse 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. See there because for the flesh and the spirit, there are individual minds available. You got, you got, listen, we can, we can fall in love with process and allow God to work that use to use that, that experience to work hope in us, to work patience in us, and to simply give us experience or we can forego process and realign ourselves and position ourselves with legalism. In which case we're fighting a losing battle because the scriptures tell us that the flesh can't fulfill it. The flesh just can't do it. It can't do it. And then verse five says for they that are after the flesh, they mind the things after the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. So for the flesh or that's a carnal mind, that's a carnal mind. Verse six says for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is, is, is a peace is life and peace. And then verse seven says, because the carnal mind is enmity, against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. The carnal mind cannot be subject to the law of God. The carnal mind cannot align itself with process the carnal mind runs from process hence the carnal mind runs from experience the carnal mind runs from patience the carnal mind runs from hope the carnal mind dishonors process it dishonors process verse 8 says so then uh they that are of the flesh they can't please god They can't please God. Verse nine says, for ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man has not the spirit of God, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, verse 10 says the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So if the body is dead because of sin and because you're in Christ, that means that your spirit is driving. And because your spirit is driving, you agree. Your spirit agrees with process your spirit agrees with the tribulation that's going to bring forth the experience the hope the patience. the your spirit agrees your spirit honors process your spirit honors process it honors process verse 10 says and if christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness but verse 11 says but if the spirit of him that is raised up in jesus from the dead dwell in you he that is raised up in christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you verse 15 says for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again Again, to fear. And I like that again there. Because what it's saying is, allow me to position you. Allow me to walk you through process. Why would you move and position yourself under legalism, under the law? Which your flesh cannot win. You cannot win. You are positioning yourself for bondage. Again, to fear. You're positioning yourself, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself. It bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and children of God relax in the process. They don't let the flesh drive. They let the spirit drive and they relax in the process. Why? Because the spirit honors process. The spirit honors process. Verse 17 says, and if the children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him that we may be glorified together. The spirit sees the end result of process. The spirit comprehends the end result of process. Hence, if you are running away from process, you are being led of the flesh. You are not being led of God. Why? Because ultimately at the core, you have decided, as I said earlier, not to believe, not to receive, and not to be led of God. So because you choose not to believe, not to receive and not to be led of God, you are also choosing to reposition yourself under the law. There's two choices. We're going to do the law of the flesh or we're going to obey the law of the spirit. We're going to honor process or we're going to dishonor process. We have to make a decision. We have to make, and that decision has to consistently be allowed to operate. So what am I saying when I say allow, because what I'm trying to tell you is your flesh will push back. Your flesh will say, no, I don't want to do this. Come on. I just told you earlier, you see it coming. You see the trial coming. You see the tribulation coming and your flesh will, wanna, will want to run from it. Your flesh will shut down, want to run from the process, but you have to allow the spirit to drive. Because you understand in the end, I will have experience, patience. I will have hope and I already have the peace of God by which to go through this tribulation or this trial or the, so that I can have this experience. I already have the grace. I already have the grace. We don't believe it. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes those situations, those trials, those tribulations can look bigger than us can appear bigger than us. But that is when you allow the spirit to stand, to stand. Why? Because the spirit is bigger than it. God is always going to be bigger than it. So even the unknowns, which you know, what you don't know, what you think you know about what you're about to deal with. Relax, hush your mind, hush your mind and allow the process to happen. I did not say it wasn't going to be easy. I did not say you're not going to want to run out. This is a conscious decision to sit in and under the process because the choice is to dishon to honor the process or dishonor the process, to to be led by God or be led by legalism, to have the rules and the regulations that Christ has already died that you would might be free from, to have those instead guiding your life. See the the natural versus the spiritual. There's there's a there's a there's a identification that comes with both and you have to choose that you have to choose which one you're going to allow to guide your life you have to choose it see because like i said earlier when we were younger our parents that those of us who had parents that were able to teach us god they established a foundation in us that was supposed to Morph into a bigger identity and understanding of who Christ was there were specific characteristics that they were trying to develop in us as children in simplicity, just in just in us just in teaching us obedience to their voice. They were trying to, and I'll speak, I'll just speak for my parents. They were trying to teach me obedience in Christ and discipline in Christ by teaching me obedience to them and discipline to them. And anybody that knows me growing up, that was not easy. That was extremely uncomfortable. It was extremely uncomfortable and it was painful when you looked around and everyone else was doing Things that you wanted to do and you could not, you could not. You could you could try to sneak. You could try to uh, you could try to uh, uh, avoid. I could try to avoid my parents' system, but it was really hard because everybody knew my parents. I couldn't get around it. I couldn't get around it. Such is the same today in our churches, we run away from leadership. And then next thing you know, we're running away from the church and we're running away from our sisters and brothers in Christ. Why? Because everybody understands the rules and the regulation. Everybody understands the discipline, the discipline that is trying to be taught so that we can go through the process. So we run away not only from leadership, but from our sisters and brothers in Christ because we know that they're looking and they're going to confront and they're going to, they're going to command and demand that we produce what we're being taught, but we run away. So I'm here to simply tell you, turn around, go back, turn around, go back. Don't dishonor your process. Don't dishonor your process. Now if you choose to dishonor your process, all you're saying is I choose I choose the world. I choose the, the legalism. I choose, as a matter of fact, I choose what God bought me out of. I choose where he died so that I didn't have to I choose I choose the, the non-grace part. I rather than stay here with the grace, I choose the opposite. So we have to, God is calling us. Listen, when, when, when God gave me this and we talked about being, I want a position for power. He, he was, the reason why I'm going to be talking about this month is because God is saying, I'm trying, but they're fighting me on it. They don't, they don't, they won't allow process to happen. See, we get all excited. God is positioning me for power. God is positioning me for power, but, We don't fully understand that we have to let it happen. We think that uh, God has positioned me for power. So now I'm going to run out and I'm going to do, and I'm going to be, and I'm going to become not today. You're not not without process. You're not now for those of us who have gone through the process. Yeah. It's time for you to be and become no more. Come on now. You're always going to have process, but can we act on what we've been through already? Can we act on the experience that we've already have? Can we act on that? Can we act on the hope that we already have? Can we act? Can we act on that peace of that peace that we already have? See, we're not, we're not moving. We're not moving in what we've already been taught. And we're, we want God to position us for that greater level of power, which is going to call for that greater level of process. But can we at least stand on the tribulation, the experience that came out of the tribulation that we have been through? Or can we can we at least articulate the experience and the hope that we have today so that those that are in the process of what we've just experienced can be encouraged to stay in their process. See, everyone wants to get, everyone wants to get in front of a mic and, and, and talk about arriving and talk about, you know, I'm here and and I'm great and I'm wonderful, but nobody, nobody wants to talk about the process they've been through. And could it be that not all have gone through a process to talk about? We haven't gone. We haven't allowed God to take us through a process and our, our identity is shaky. Our identity is shaky because we will not allow Process to happen. This is why we're on today and off tomorrow This is why we're in front of God today and carried off by lust tomorrow Because we never allowed process to happen. Hence our identity is shaky Our reputation is just as shaky Come on our words have no power because we wouldn't allow experience to work patience we wouldn't allow experience to do its job. We wanted to skip right to hope. I'm not ashamed. I'm out here, but God is calling us today. God is calling us today to uh, allow him to position us for power. In other words, allow him to take us through the process of power, through the process, the process to power. That's what we're talking about today. And that's what we, we are. God is God is asking, will you allow, he's extending a hand. Will you allow me to take you through the process to power? Will you allow me? I don't care who you thought you were or who you even think you are. God is extending his hand towards us today saying, will you allow me to take you through the process of power to power the process to power? Oh, you're going to have to be humbled. You might have to back up what you thought you could do now because you didn't go through the process. You might have to back up and go through the process. I'd rather back up and go through the process than go out on my own and be destroyed by flesh operating and legalism because it can't win that battle. It can't win the battle because it's not positioned properly. We, God is asking us to allow him to walk us through the process to power. That's what we're talking about today. The process to power. Can we allow God to do that for us? I mean, I'm not saying that we have to be still and uh, not do anything today because some of us, we have experience today that we need to act on. We have experience today that we could speak to. We have experience today that we could witness to. We have patience and hope today that we could witness um, through. We have process that we've been through today, but Position for power, for greater power, we need to allow the greater process. The greater process, and God is going to build your shoulders up, strengthen your shoulders to handle the pressure for the greater process. Him am speaking to you prophetically. He's going to build your shoulders up, strengthen your shoulders. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to strengthen you. Power is strength. He's going to strengthen you. Power in the Greek is strength. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to strengthen you so that when he lays the pressure of the tribulation on your shoulder, that you can go through the process with the pressure process with the pressure process with the pressure, with the pressure. See, because he needs to know that you won't buckle under the pressure that you won't quit under the pressure that you won't run away that you won't submit to lust that you won't submit to lying that you won't submit to cheating that you won't submit to adultery that you won't submit to fornication that you won't submit to your flesh that you won't submit to your flesh because the pressure got too heavy because the pressure became more than you could handle because the pressure became more than you could bear. See, we got, we must, we must think of this. We must consider, we must consider, we must consider the process. And like I said before, the process is not just going, to happen. We have to allow it to happen. We cannot run from it. We cannot run from it where we're at today. Some of us, some of us are running from it. Is that you? Are you running from the pressure? running from the process. Well, God is speaking to you today and he's calling you to the pressure. He's calling you to the process. One can be great and wonderful and all those things and all those things. But without God, without God, we are doing no more than operating in the legalism that he died to deliver us from that he died to deliver us from. Why not? Why not today? Why not today? Submit to the process. Can we do that today? Why not today? Submit to the process. Yes. Processes take time. Why not today? Submit to the process. Christ is already raised you up from that dead place he's already provided you with the peace that you need why not submit to the process it doesn't matter what you believe that you've done wrong right and different that god will let me tell you something god said that i will cast your sin out into the sea of forgetfulness i will not remember it anymore anymore so if you jump the gun and you find yourself operating in the flesh and not in the spirit, come back. Just turn around and come back. Just turn, there is no sin so great that God won't forgive you. He's extending his hand of forgiveness to you right now, inviting you into the process. Inviting you to the process, why? Because he wants to position you properly. He wants to position you for power, but you must allow him to take you through the process. Stop running from the process. Stop running from the process. You you say you're an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, or an evangelist. Stop running from the process. Stop deceiving yourself away from the process. Stop lying your way out of the process stop running from the process stop stop using fornication to run to, to avoid the process stop using adultery to run away from the process submit to the process submit to the discipline of the process god is calling us to turn around to turn around turn around to turn around turn around turn around he's extending his hand to you today to turn around turn around Turn around. Stop letting the flesh drive. Stop letting your flesh drive and make a decision. I didn't say it was going to be easy. You still might trip. You still might fall, but guess what? Get up, stand up in the process. You'll still be in the process. It's a part of your experience. Let the experience happen. Let the tribulation happen. Let the let the let the wisdom come from the experience. Pay attention. Eyes wide open. Don't close your eyes. Open your eyes wide. Look that tribulation in the eye. Look that experience in the eye. Look it in the eyes so that you, so that you won't miss out on the lessons that God has for you to mature you in power to mature you and his greatness in your role so that you can walk worthy of the vocation, wherein you are called. Stop running. Stop running. Stop running. You running? stop running. Stop running from the process. Stop that. I see you running. I see you running from the process. You, you feel like, but I'm out here now. I can't go back. Yes, you can. Stop running from the process. Stop running from the process. Stop letting your flesh drive. It's going to lead you into hell because your your flesh can't win. It can't win. It can't win in legalism. It can't win in what God died to already deliver you from. Come on, submit to the process. Submit to the process. Submit to the process. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, God, for calling us your own. thank you for calling us your own for you discipline your own you speak to your own you reach for your own if we were not of you you wouldn't bother speaking to us but because we still can hear you we're not so far away from you that we can't hear you God you're calling us today to submit to the process you're calling us today god to submit to your will to submit to your purpose you're trying to position us for what you have for us next which requires greater greater submission greater submission and respect and honor for the process. You're calling us to submit to the process. And we yield today, God. We yield God to your will. We yield God to your purpose. No more us, God, no more us. We want no more say so. We want no more say so, but we submit God to you, God, to your holy will for our lives because you're calling us, God. There are our people, God, that are waiting, on us, They are waiting on us to come through our process, oh God. They're waiting for the power that will come out of our wisdom, out of our revelation, out of our experience, out of our hope. They're waiting on us, God. Help us today, oh God. Help us today, oh God. Not too much longer, God. Will you call us? Will you extend your hand to us, God? But we submit today to the process. We submit today, God, to the positioning. We submit today, God, to the tribulation. We submit to the experience. We submit today, God, to the patience. We submit, God, to the hope. We submit, God, to the process, God. Your will be done, God. Your kingdom. Come, God your will God be done in our lives in our minds in our hearts in our souls God in our hands in our feet your will be done God in us and through us oh God cause us God not to look to the left or the right God but cause us to fix our eyes like a flint on your promises on your will on your purpose help us God not to lean to our own understanding but help us God, to acknowledge you in all of our ways, God. Help us, God. Help us, God pull us away God from those that would try to pull us away from you God and God we want to be alone in you God we want to be alone so that you can work us and remold this clay God to your likeness and image God purge us today of filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit and perfect holiness in us God that we might walk worthy of the vocation wherein we are called God I send my voice out God throughout the airways God throughout this country in the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord God and I position I position your hand God in the name of Jesus oh God to to accept those God who have decided to accept the process to yield To the process in the name of jesus in the name of the lord god god in the name of jesus remove out the false god those who have made a decision to walk it out in their flesh remove them from our pulpits god remove them oh god from our churches remove them oh god from our airwaves god and let the pure in heart stand up today god and proclaim that you our lord because you said that you would draw all men unto you god so we speak jesus is lord throughout the airwaves god so that you can draw all men unto you god we speak your kingdom to come in this earth realm and your will to be done your will to be done in our government and our homes and our families and our children and our workplace your kingdom come and your will be done it's in jesus name that I pray your kingdom come, your will be done to the listeners under the sound of my voice. Your kingdom come and your will be done in your people today, God. I pray, I pray, I pray your will be done. Your kingdom come in your people, in your people, in your people, God, in your remnant. In Jesus name, I pray. In Jesus name, I pray. I thank you so much for joining me on this evening. I thank you so much. I pray that this word take root that it takes root in you and that it yields fruit, more fruit and much more fruit. If this broadcast is blessing you, sow a seed. Sow a seed into this broadcast that we might continue to bless you and we might continue to lift up the name of our Lord God together, To. Gather, to I thank you so much for joining me on this evening. And I ask you all to pray. Get in a position of Prayer pray for your leaders pray for each other Pray for each other these are trying Times and a lot of folks are allowing the times to move them away from God rather than draw them to God god so pray for your sisters and brothers pray for your leadership pray people pray 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 again i thank you so much for joining me and i will see you on next monday at 7 p.m where we will continue our series we will continue this series throughout the month be blessed and i'll see you on next week